Hey, are you dealing with any new aches and pains in your body? Well, go on over to thepurplesage.store and take a look at some of the CBD-infused products that they have there for pain management. They have some pain patches. They have lotions. They have creams and salves. They've even got the droppers for the CBD oil that you can put under your tongue. So give it a try. Hopefully it'll help. And hey, don't forget about your pup. They've also got CBD dog treats because, hey, your pups, as they get older, they start to get aches and pains too. So go on over to thepurplesage.store to get all your CBD products. Thank you. everybody. It's MZ. Welcome back. Glad to have you. It's 2021 and we're starting it out just as crazy and wild as we ended 2020. Uh, but today, today is a very special day. Today is January 21st. Today is Benny Hill's birthday. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with one of the greatest slapstick comedy icons of our era. Please grab yourself your favorite beverage and sit back as I regale you of the wondrous career of this man. Benny Hill uh, played a very big part in my upbringing. Uh, now, he was very popular uh, on TV as I was growing up in the 80s. And I do recall there are, there are memories of me watching the shows, how often I watched it. As I'm doing my research, it doesn't look like it was a weekly show, although I'm not 100% certain. But um, anyway, it, it's if you've never watched it, it can be a little risque. Um, there's not really, there's a little bit of sexual innuendo, but it's mostly, uh, him and this cast of amazing comedians and the way they work off of one another and the scripts that they, that Benny wrote mostly from what I've heard, but it did sound like that there was some collaboration with some of the other players in the, uh, uh in the show. So Regardless, it's just, I found it remarkably funny. Now, it was geared probably towards people with my um, sense of humor, I guess, as a preteen. <laughs> but there's plenty of adults that have gotten, and I still, I've gone back today and rewatched some of the old skits. And just, they still hold up as far as I'm concerned. So, and we'll, we'll get on to that as we get further into the episode. So first, I'm going to take uh, and and just read through the Benny Hill Wikipedia page. Um, I'll put a link to this in the show notes. Um, now, again, I'm, I, there's probably a hundred different ways I could get more information uh, on Benny Hill. Uh, I felt like this would at least give us a good starting point, and then we'll see where we go from there. So, starting with 
Alfred Hawthorne Benny Hill was born on the 21st of January, 1924. He was an English comedian, actor, singer, and writer, best remembered for his television program, The Benny Hill Show. An amalgam of slapstick, burlesque, and double entendre in a format that included live comedy and film segments, with Hill at the focus of almost every segment. Hill was a prominent figure in the British culture for nearly four decades, 40 years. This guy was going strong. It's very, very remarkable to have a career as long and to be as beloved as this guy is. So, let's continue. His show proved to be one of the greatest success stories of television comedy and was among the most watched programs in the UK with the audience peaking at more than 21 million in 1971. That's pretty, that's a lot. I think he was uh, head and shoulders above anybody else uh, that was on TV in the UK at the time. Continuing on, the Benny Hill show was also exported to half the countries around the world. In 2006, Hill was voted by the British public number 17 on ITV's poll for TV's 50 greatest stars. That's that's pretty. Uh, that's a great way to uh, continue that legacy. So kudos to the uh, the folks over there in Britain. The early life. Alfred Hawthorne Hill was born on the 21st of January, 1924, in Southampton on the south coast of England. His father, Alfred Hill, was later a manager of a surgical appliance shop that mostly sold condoms. Now, I thought that was pretty fascinating. Um, but his father also worked as a clown in the circus, as well as his grandfather, Henry Hill, <laughs> that also uh, worked as a circus clown. So there was obviously, there was this performance um, probably just around the house. I'm sure that, that they, he took him to, they, he was taken to shows and I'm sure he got to see performances. So I'm sure that's where he picked up a lot of his, uh, his craft. His mother was Helen Cave. Now, after leaving uh, school in Southampton, Benny worked at Woolworths and as a milkman, a bridge operator, a driver, and a drummer before becoming assistant stage manager to a touring review. He was called up in 1942 and trained as a mechanic in the Royal Electrical and Mechanical Engineers British Army. He served as a mechanic, truck driver, and searchlight operator in Normandy after September 1944 and later transferred to the Combined Services Entertainment Division before the end of the war. After the Second World War, Hill worked as a performer on radio, making his debut on Variety Bandbox on the 5th of October, 1947. His first appearance on television was in 1950. In addition, he attempted a sitcom anthology, Benny Hill, which ran from 1962 to 1963, in which he played a different character in each episode. In 1964, he played Nick Bottom in, in an all-star TV film production of William Shakespeare's a Midsummer Night's Dream. He also had a radio program lasting for three series called Benny Hill Time on BBC Radio's light program from 1964 to 1966. It was a topical show. 
Hill's film credits include parts in five full-length feature films, including Who Done It in 1956, Light Up the Sky, 1950, Those Magnificent Men in Their Flying Machines, 1965, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, 1968, and The Italian Job, 1969, the original, not the remake. He also made two short subject films. Hill's audio recordings include Gather in the Mushrooms in 1961, Peppy's Diary, 1961, Transistor Radio, 1961, Harvest of Love, 1963, and Ernie, the Fastest Milkman in the West, which actually was a single in the UK, and it hit the uh, number one in the charts. Look that one up. It's, it's pretty darn funny. Good stuff. All right, now to the meat of the matter. The Benny Hill Show. Hill had struggled on stage and had uneven success in radio, but in television he found a forum that played to his strengths. The Benny Hill Show had a music hall-derived format combining live on-stage comedy and filmed segments, and its humor relied on slapstick innuendo and parody. Recurring players on his show during the BBC years included Patricia Hayes, Jeremy Hawk, Peter Vernon, Ronnie Brody, and his co-writer from the early 1950s and 1960s, Dave Freeman. Short, bald Jackie Wright was the frequent supporting player on many sketches and had to put up with Hills slapping him on the top of the head. <laughs> that used to be one of my favorite parts of the show. And, you know, I'm not saying I walk around smacking bald people on the head. But every time I see a bald head. Continuing on. Hill remained mostly with the BBC through to 1968, except for a few sojourns in ITV and ATV, stations between 1957 and 1960, and again in 1967. In 1969, his show moved from the BBC to Tim's station, or Tim's television station. But if so, they were never received any on-screen credit. The most common running gag in Hill's shows was the closing, the closing sequence or the runoff. And again, if you've seen the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. On the runoff, it's literally a running gag that features famous members of the cast chasing Hill along with other stock comedy characters such as policemen, vicars, and old women. This was commonly filmed using undercranking camera techniques and used other comic features such as jogging instead of running, at full speed, and characters running off one side of the screen and reappearing on the other side. The tune used in all the chases was Boots Randolph's Yakety Sax. Okay. Look it up. It's a great song. Is so strongly associated with the show that it is commonly referred to as the Benny Hill theme. It has been used as a form of parody in many ways by television shows and films. Interesting piece of trivia, in 2015, a UK-wide poll chose Yakety Sacks as the number one ITV theme song from a TV show. Number one. Way to go, Yakety Sacks and Benny Hill. From the start of the 1980s, the show featured a troupe of attractive young women known collectively as Hill's Angels. They would appear either on their own in a dance sequence or in characters as foils against Hill. Sue Upton was one of the longest-serving members of the Angels. Jane Levies 
appeared as well. Henry McGee and Bob Todd joined Jackie Wright as a comic supporting players. And later, and in later shows, also featured Hill's Little Angels, a group of cute children, including the families of Dennis Kirkland, the show's director, and Sue Upton. Jenny Lee Wright, who first appeared on Hill's show in 1970, earned the nickname The Sexiest Stooge, coined by Benny Hill himself. In late May of 1989, Hill announced that after 21 years with Thames Television, he was quitting and taking a year off. His shows had earned Thames 26 million pounds, with a large percentage due to the success of his show in the United States. John Howard Davies, the head of light entertainment at Thames Television, was cited by the British press as the man who sacked Benny Hill when the company decided not to renew his contract. Having become a hated figure among fans of the show, Davies appeared in an episode about Hill, transmitted as part of the documentary series Living Famously, and stated he canceled the show for three reasons. Number one, audiences were going down. Number two, the program was costing a vast amount of money due to costume and set designs. And number three, Benny Hill was just looking a little tired, he said. Well, sad day uh, for the cancellation of the show. I understand business is business. It's the way it goes. But still, probably could have been a little bit more diplomatic in the parting of ways. And maybe, I don't know, gave him one last hurrah special or something. Who knows? But still, the man's got 21 years worth of credits to him. So, All right. So in February of 1992... Tim's Television, which received a steady stream of requests from viewers for the Benny Hill Show repeats, finally gave in and put together a number of re-edited shows. Unfortunately, Hill died on the same day that a new contract arrived in the post from Central Independent Television, for which he was to have made a series of specials. Who knows what that could have turned out to be. But he had turned down competing offers from Carlton and Tim's. Celebrity fans. Johnny Carson and sidekick Ed McMahon were both fans of Hill and tried several times to get him to come to Los Angeles and be a guest on Carson's The Tonight Show. Hill always declined, citing not wanting to travel the great distance to California. As related on the BBC program Living Famously, Hill visited the home of Charlie Chaplin after Chaplin's death. Chaplin's son, Eugene, took Hill into his father's private study and showed him several Benny Hill videotapes on a shelf. Eugene told Hill that his father was a great fan and used to watch the, video, the tapes with great enjoyment in his final years. Hill, a major fan of Chaplin, was reportedly moved to tears. Now, I can only imagine to have an idol throughout your career and then to find out that, that your idol actually enjoyed your work, that's... That's pretty flattering. And, uh, I mean, that, that would be like, you know, me finding out that Killer Mike and LP are listening to my podcast. Shout out, guys. Run the jewels. Every episode. So, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty powerful if you think about it. Personal life. This is interesting. Benny Hill never owned his own home in London and instead preferred to rent a flat rather than buy one. He rented a double-room apartment in the London district Queensgate for 26 years until around 1986 when he moved to Fairwater House in Teddington. 
While looking for somewhere to live, he stayed at 22 Westro Gardens in Southampton. He also never owned a car, although he could drive. Despite being a millionaire many times over, he continued with the frugal habits that he picked up from his parents, notably his father, such as buying cheap food at supermarkets, walking for miles rather than paying for a taxi, unless someone picked up the tab for the limousine, and constantly patching and mending the same clothes, even when the balance in his account at the Halifax Building Society reached seven figures. So, man was frugal to the end, sounds like. Hill never married, and he had no children. He had proposed to two women, but neither accepted. Shortly after his death in 1992, actress Annette Andrews said that she turned down his marriage proposal back in the early 1960s because of his eccentricity, reclusive lifestyle, and rumors that he was gay, but he always laughingly denied them. Hill was a huge Francophile and enjoyed... I've never heard that word. I apologize. Francophile and enjoyed visiting France. Who knew they were called Francophiles? Notably, Marseille, where until the 1980s, he could go to outdoor cafes anonymously, traveling on public transport and socializing with local, local women. He spoke French fluently and also knew basic German, Spanish, Dutch, and Italian. Foreign travel was the only luxury that he permitted himself, and even then, he would stay in modest accommodations rather than five-star hotels. Benny Hill's decline in the late 1980s, after a mild heart attack on February 24, February of 1992, doctors told him that he needed to lose weight and recommended a heart bypass. He declined. And a week later, he was found to have kidney failure. He died at the age of 68 on the 20th of April, 1992. After several days of unanswered phone calls, he was found passed away in his armchair in front of the television. The cause of death was recorded as coronary thrombosis. Hill was buried at Hollybrook Cemetery near his birthplace in Southampton on the 26th of April, 1992. Probate was granted on Hill's estate in London on the 5th of June, 1992, when its value at the time of his death was given £7,548,000, which is the equivalent of £15 million in 2019 uh, monies. Wow. During the night of the 4th of October, 1992, following speculation in the media that Hill had been buried in it with a large amount of gold and jewelry, grave robbers excavated the grave on Hollybrook Cemetery and broke open the coffin. The open grave's condition was found by passersby the following morning. After a police examination of the scene, the coffin was reclosed and the grave filled back in by the cemetery workers with an additional security measure of one foot of concrete on top. In 1998, Channel 4 featured Hill in one of its Heroes of Comedy programs. In 2002, DJ Taylor of The Independent raked him as the third greatest British comedian of the 20th century, after Charlie Chaplin and Stan Laurel. On the 28th of December, 2006, Channel 4 broadcast the documentary, Is Benny Hill Still Funny?, the program featured an audience that comprised a cross-section of young adults who had little or no knowledge of Hill to discover whether his comedy was valid to a generation that enjoyed the likes of Little Britain, The Catherine Tate Show, and Borat. 
the participants were asked to watch a 30-minute compilation that included examples of Hill's humor from both his BBC and ITV shows. Now that I found very intriguing, but that's all it says on the Wikipedia page. So, you know me, not going to leave it there. Curiosity, got to find out. So, through the wonders of the YouTube, I was able to find this program. Is Benny Hill still funny? It's about 40 minutes, watched the whole thing, loved every minute of it, and guess what? They all loved it too. Um, it was interesting. They did do interviews with the uh, the young people in the show. Um, and, you know, it, there are certain things about the comedy that Benny Hill did back in his era that now are highly frowned upon. One of those was he used to do a, a Chinese character. And... I mean, I don't know. It was for comedy's sake. I don't think he was trying to um, in any way offend Chinese people. But with the nature of comedy being what it is, you know, some people may have gotten their feelings a little bit hurt over that. And I don't think his intentions were that. I don't know that. But um, there's other sketches where he dresses up like a, like a woman. And some of those are the funniest. Uh, because he he actually looks like a pretty decent woman. It's hard to to distinguish, you know, if you look at him. In some of the get-ups, I mean, he really does look like a woman. But uh, in, in some of those uh, sketches, again, I don't think he's trying to make fun of women. He's just, that's the, the part that he wrote, and he wanted to be in the part. So um, now the other controversial thing about his show is that he, again, the, the, uh, the Hills Angels, most of these women are scantily clad. They're wearing lingerie as they're dancing around. Um, there's some sequences in the shows in some of the bits where they may come uh their their like their dress comes off or something in their in their their lingerie and but i mean again that's part of the gag there was never anything that i ever got in even rewatching these shows with with 2020 2021 eyes i don't see that he was in any way there, there was no misogyny in this it was comedy you know and most of the time these women they were chasing after him and hitting him with the stick uh, because of whatever the the nonsense was, so it's uh, comedy is very subjective. You know, you've got to be you got to kind of go into it with a little bit less of a of scrutiny. Just kind of open yourself up and let the comedy wash over you. And if it if it takes, great. If it doesn't, then move on. There's definitely comedy out there these days that I look at it and I'm like, I don't see anything funny about that. And you know, so I just don't participate in it. But Benny Hill, man, I'll tell you what. There's, I don't know, there's something about, it always came off to me like they were just having a blast. Like this was just a party every day for these guys doing these shows. And again, I know I know that's the, the image that they're portraying. Who knows what happened behind the scenes. But on that show, Is Benny Hill Still Funny? There are some interviews with some of the ca uh, previous cast members, and all of them talked very highly about Benny. I don't think there was anybody who ever had anything negative really to say about the guy. It always seemed like he was always trying to, um, you know, just try to, uh, to make people laugh and, and live a decent life, you know? Don't think much else uh, other than that offensive came out of the guy. Anyway, shout out to, uh, to Benny Hill. There was one thing I did want to add about. On that show, the Is Benny Hill Still Funny show, there were three sketches that they found to be the top three in this youth group. So if you haven't ever seen any Benny Hill and you're interested... You might give these three a look because they are very funny. 
Uh, the number three uh, was called Milk. I did a quick YouTube search, but I could not find this episode, unfortunately. Um, it may be available elsewhere, but that's I just did a quick search. But anyway, the, the premise of it is he's dressed as a woman, and uh, they put a glass of pink liquid in front of him, and then he goes through the process of trying to figure out what it is before he drinks it, and uh, comedy ensues. The number two favorite was washing dishes. Now, this scene I did find on the YouTubes, and so Benny Hill plays a little girl. Even that they show him like shrunken down next to next to the mom that's washing the dishes, and uh, anyway, there's there's some pretty good bits in that one. And then of course the number one is the wishing well. Now if you've this one, I've actually seen a couple of different versions of this one, um, but Benny Hill clearly was the originator of this, and it's him and his wife walking by a wishing well. He drops in a coin, and his wife disappears, and then it goes from there. And it's actually pretty funny. It's very short. But it's a pretty pretty funny bit. It really gives you a good snapshot into the kind of the, the style of comedy that he was doing. But anyway, I'm going to close this episode out and just say that laughing is such an important part of our life. Whether it be Benny Hill or whatever that it is, if you find something to laugh about because there's so much crazy stuff happening, every once in a while you just got just to gotta break out of it and just have a good time and forget about all the stuff because it can, it can get us down. I know, trust me, it burdens me all the time when I read the news or I get on Facebook or I get on Instagram or I get on whatever it, it is that I am. I'm running through things and I'm hearing some of the stuff that's happening and it's, it can be overwhelming, but I tell you what, that's why we have comedy. You got to tickle that funny bone every once in a while. So this is MZ. Happy birthday, Benny Hill. Everybody else, cheers.